welcome to season three, episode twelve of the Sajin Photography Podcast. My name is Jason Teal, and I am here to wish you a very happy Chuseok. That is the Korean Thanksgiving, and it is set to be a nice one, actually. It's been a little bit rainy, actually, over the last uh, little while, but in the past few days, it's actually cleared up quite a bit, which prompted me to kind of change the topic a little bit and go on about fall or autumn in Korea. Because looking back on the last year of episodes, I think I was a little bit new to the game back a year ago, and I didn't really touch on this topic. And I have to say it's a little bit disappointing because, well, fall is one of my favorite times of the year. I know I probably said that back in the spring, but trust me, fall is where it's at because the temperatures cool down the leaves change, and it is just a beautiful time of the year. Now, what we're going to go over today are some of my favorite places to shoot, the fall colors, the dampum, as they say here in Korea, and as well, just kind of how I conceptualize everything, because it's not always just temples and whatnot. There's actually more to the fall season here in Korea than you would actually expect, and I am going to jump into like the obvious stuff and hopefully get into some of the stuff that you may not expect here in Korea. Of course, when fall hits, which will be probably around the end of October towards the beginning of November, and that is the time that you'll probably be inundated with a ton of shots of the palaces and important temples around Korea in their fall colors. And that is absolutely beautiful. I can't not take anything away from that because yeah they're overshot and you get the same views from the same places but it's beautiful and you have to sort of go with that because a lot of times people just want to see these places because I think there is that sort of interplay of the opulence of the palaces and the rusticness of the temples playing with the fall colors and the you know there's there's a color palette there that sort of matches these places and i think that that works really well and so a couple of my places i as you know i'm not up in seoul so i don't usually get to you know gyeongbokgung or chondokgung or places like that but i love the temples and i'm going to touch on a few of them and why i like them specifically for the fall season if you follow me, my photos, or even this podcast, you know that I love Tongdosa. And this has been a temple that actually, there's kind of a funny story. I read about this temple before I even came to Korea in a Lonely Planet guide. And when I got here, I was bragging to my family or something back home about how I was very close to this amazing temple. And when I got here, it just blew my mind when I first visited. And Dave Harvey and I, for whom I mentioned in the last episode, we used to go out there quite a bit, actually. And this is where I sort of got my chops with fall photography at Tongdosa. But it was also a place where I brought my family when they came for my wedding. One of the first shots I really liked that resonated with my family was actually taken at Tongdosa. And I have a favorite photo because when they came here, they stood in the exact spot where I took that shot. And, you know, we sort of remade the shot. And that was fun. But for fall, why I like this place is that there is more of a rustic feel to it. And I'm using that term because if you've ever been to Tongdosa, you'll know what I mean. There's not a lot of the brightly colored painted 
buildings there. They've they've faded, so there's this really wood toned, textured bits of the you know the outside area, and that to me really screams fall. And then when you walk up, usually you can get some of the fall colors mixed with the pine trees as well. If you have followed my photography for the past couple of years, then you have no doubt seen the valley that heads out towards Unmunsa Temple. And this has been sort of a game changer for me because I grew up kind of in a, I guess it'd be a mixed boreal forest, maybe up into the parkland area back in Canada. So I'm used to sort of a lot of color mixed with a bit of pine trees. And I feel that around Ulsan and Busan, there's not a lot of color until you get up into the Yongnam Alps. And before I move ahead, every time I say the Yongnam Alps, somebody says, well, that's it's not Switzerland. And actually, that is the technical title of this area. And it's not referencing the Swiss Alps, but I believe that they're trying to play off on that. And there is sort of a technical term. I think that designates it as the Alps, but uh, we'll just go with what the area is called. So if you're around it, you can set it into your navigation, and that is the Yongnam Alps. Now, when you get out to that area, you will see the color. And this is sort of my hidden gem, which is the valley just before Unmunsa. And actually around Unmunsa and the temple itself is gorgeous this time of year. But that road that they cut through the mountains all the way out to, I believe it's uh, Chongdo, is absolutely beautiful. Probably, I would say, between uh, the last week of October and the first week of November, it'll be the peak season for that area. And trust me, if you have a chance, if you have a car, do yourself a favor and drive out there because this is an absolute must-see because it's sort of, I don't know, like it's unlike anything I've photographed around Korea. Again, a lot of people sort of conceptualize, well, it's got to be a temple or it's got to be a palace or a techno-neon thing with a you know brightly colored tree i don't i'm not sure how that you can play into that but this area is entirely different and when you drive down the road there's like this single lane highway it is amazing and it's one of these places where i've tried to cover every angle i've thrown the drone up i've i've used two different cameras i've stopped pretty much every meter along the highway over the last couple of years just to try and find what I feel is the fall shot. And I've come very close. But again, this year, I'm, I'm going to go back there and try and get some new shots. And the reason why I like this place is it gives you a lot of space just to experiment. You don't have to go to these cliched you know, types of, okay, this is what I think fall in Korea is. You can actually just go and photograph, dare I say it, fall with nothing else. You can get the leaves, you can get the streams, you can do a long exposure. There's like little waterfalls through the rocks out there and it is an amazing place. So that's my little secret. And then if you get out to Unmunsa, there is a wonderful temple there. It's actually one of the major temples. We we discussed it in season two, episode 20 with Dale Corrington. And this is a really good temple. It's It's not huge, but it, it is a nice mountain temple, which I do like. Now, I 
Not sure if I brought it up in that episode with Dale, but there is actually a wonderful German restaurant just outside of the gates of Unmunsa, and it's a place that my wife and I visited, and it was absolutely amazing. I do believe you need a reservation out there, but it is, I don't know, like there's just, just a weird feel to this whole area. It, it Again, it just feels like Korea, but not overrun with cafes and whatnot. It's just really a nice place. And if you're out there, the main food is the Samgyeopsal uh, with the Minari. So do order that. And then as you push down that road, there's a really nice reservoir out there. And again, you can just take your time and see the changing of the leaves and try and find what you want to photograph. And then once you get to around Chengdu, there's a few nice cafes as well. So you can see now that I, I do have a penchant for like the outdoor settings and getting away from the city. But if you're stuck in Busan or Seoul or places like that, and you're trying to find the, I guess, what autumn is or fall is in Korea, then I would probably steer towards the parks and the kind of the same thing that you would do for the spring blossoms but there's a lot of ginkgo trees here and word of warning it does like what i've been told with the ginkgo trees is that the uh i guess i'm not sure if it's the male or the female but one of the trees when it drops the the berries oh god it it, it smells like a teenager's dorm room like it just you know and part of my expression here it just smells like a mixture of jizz and vomit and those are the trees that they were not supposed to plant, but because, well, you know, you can't walk up to a tree and really tell its gender until it drops the jizz berries, a lot of places saved some money and planted those trees. And now in the fall, you get a nice whiff of nastiness every time you walk around. But where I like to try and find that pop of color is in these streets, because it is a beautiful yellow of the ginkgo trees. And just try and find something that sort of shows the changing of the seasons. It could be people walking and interacting with the leaves or something like that. The parks around Korea I really love because they're they're always just so well made. And the I think somebody had paid attention to stuff like this where the leaves and the colors play well with a lot of the parks. So if you're looking for a subject, go out there. Now do be warned, like any sort of season, if there is a popular spot, it's going to be overrun with people. And my sort of trick to get around that is to go stupidly early in the morning. It just gets away from all of the crowds and kids and whatnot. So now you're thinking, well, is it maybe just all about the leaves? And actually in Korea, it's not quite all about the leaves. There is a lot of places that there are silver grass uh, and that is sort of something I've never seen before, but it's, it's quite popular. There's the uh, big park up in Seoul where they have it. In around Ulsan, of course, Shimbulsan is famous for its silver grass fields, but as well, you can find it in pretty much a lot of places. Just look for these fields where during the fall, it'll just turn, yeah, like a silver, uh, wispy sort of thing. And around Ulsan, there's a ton of places. I'm sure Busan and elsewhere have it as well. It, it is the sort of 
staple plant or grass that blooms, I guess you could call it a bloom, this time of year, and Koreans absolutely love it. Now, rounding off the year, you can't talk about fall without getting into this whole pink muley grass. And this has been sort of a trend over the last couple of years where this particular grass, I don't, you, you can't even call it a grass. It just looks like someone stretched out cotton candy, but it's become super popular, particularly in Gyeongju around Chomsongde. And it is bonkers, uh, probably closer to, I would say, mid to late November is when this stuff really gets, I guess, pink. But honestly, like I've never seen crowds of people just, well, no, I have. It's, it's, it's a similar vibe to the canola fields that were like people just go and stand in the yellowness, but now it's pink. So that is like the kind of the final thing for fall in Korea. Now, wrapping things up, I do want to just thank everybody for following along and supporting me over the last year. But if you do want to get out and photograph some fall colors, hit me up, you know, send me a message or comment below if you're on Instagram. I do have the Sajan Photography Podcast Instagram, which I will link below in the show notes. But hit me up and we can go out and get some great fall shots or set something up because I'm hoping that the COVID restrictions will be decreasing over the next couple of months, allowing a lot more people to get out and enjoy photography together. So with that being said, thank you very much. And I will talk at you again next week. Take care. Bye.